Hello and welcome to Equilibrium Thinking Riding with Joe Cullen and Nick Fox. Episode 2 today, an interesting one where we really begin to get stuck in. Last time we sort of introduced who we were and what we're all about. Now it's time to start thinking about you and your riding. And today's subject is an interesting one. Every time you get on your horse, something happens. And it's not necessarily the horse going flying off into the distance or you enjoying yourself. It might be you getting on the horse and feeling something but you don't know why. So today we're going to explore how your thinking affects your riding and how you can change it a little bit. And this might spill over as well into a couple of episodes. So if you're listening to us after we publish these, then the simple fact is make a cuppa, draw up a chair and crack on with it. I think Jo's done just that now. I think she's ready and is with us. Hello. Hi. Hi, Nick. Good. That's what we like. Is the tea ready or is it gin today? Uh, no, I, I'm currently on the coffee because it's it, it, it's pre twelve o'clock, so it's coffee in the morning and then coke and then gin from about about six. <laughs> Sounds all right to me. We should do these after six in the evening, shouldn't we? You see, what what the listener doesn't quite know is we we record these when we can and when we get a chance, and some of them might be recorded at midnight some of them might be done mid-morning so if we sound slightly sleepy this one's a mid-morning one right (laughs) simple as that so every time you get your horse i mean i have i have this as well i deal with a lot of difficult horses i deal with a lot of crazy things i ride eventers i ride racehorses and every time i get on a horse my first thoughts are hmm i wonder if i'm going to live today (laughs) and i think you have slightly different thoughts when you get on yours because joe's a bit of a dressage diva aren't you I'm a bit of a dressage novice, but I would like to think that I'm heading in a diva direction. But at the moment, I'm very much a novice. Yep. So you're getting on on your little beast. And the first thoughts mm-hmm. through your head are what? My first thoughts tend to be, what sort of mood is Madam going to be in today? And is she going to want to cooperate? Or is she going to be gazing out into the field thinking that she'd much prefer to be jumping things? which generally doesn't work if you're doing dressage because I don't think leave the arena at working gallop is one of of the (laughs) movements that's required at this level. So I mean, they're two totally different ends of the spectrum. Now, you know, it might be that you get on and you're just like, this doesn't quite feel right or I can't do this or I'm nervous. You've had an experience in the past that's happened and one of our episodes in the future is all about those experiences. So what we're going to talk about today is what's going on in your head at that point in time. Whatever the thought is, what the mechanisms are behind that. And we'll begin to unpick those a little bit and explore how you can overcome them, combat them, work with them, work through them. And maybe put a little bit more enjoyment back into getting on the horse and going out for a ride. Now, Joe's the expert on this. I'm the riding instructor, so I'm the one that's going to tell you just to get on and kick it and go and get over it. Joe's the one who's actually going to have the sympathy and the tools to fix everything. So it's going to be very Joe-heavy today. So I'm going to let Joe take a sip of coffee and begin to explore exactly what's going on when your bum hits that saddle, or even before, and the nerves start building up, what's going on in your head, and then we'll we'll start to unpick it. Lovely. Well, th- thanks very much, Nick. So, um, so let's start. Let, let, let's start maybe talking about you know what what never works um, when you when you're not feeling right. You're not thinking the right thoughts. You're you're worrying. You're thinking things might horribly go wrong. The thing that absolutely doesn't work is willpower. You know, uh, we, so we can immediately tear up willpower and throw it in the bin because it's it's our it's our least effective resource you know it's rubbish because 
What happens with willpower is there's always a stronger voice that goes, no, you can't, no, it's not going to work, no, no, no. It's, 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 it'll always be louder than the I can do it, you know, than the, 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 the positive self-talk. So, um, so let's, let's imagine that, you know, you're, you're, you're getting on your horse and or you're about to get on your horse and you're thinking, I'm worried, I'm nervous, it's not going to work, I'm not good enough, I'm not as good as other people, everybody else is watching me and laughing behind their hands, whatever it is. You know, I've got a dressage competition at medium next week and I can't even do an intro level, you know, I don't have to rise to the trot, whatever's going in, whatever's going through your, through your head. Um, so the first thing is, you know, uh, ignore willpower. That is going to be pretty rubbish. What tends to happen when we when we have um, when we're having these these very uh, difficult negative thoughts, is actually what's going on beforehand is what we call emotional arousal. Basically, we are becoming highly emotional, highly stressed, highly worried, highly anxious about it. Now, I teach this a lot, you know, in psychology. But of course, when you're when you're riding a horse, it's doubly a problem because you're not only dealing with the emotions that you're that you're going through your own head, but obviously your emotions are being conveyed to the horse. So if you're thinking this isn't going to work, I'm worried, I'm scared, the horse is going, hang on a minute, something is deeply wrong here, I've got to go into fight or flight or whatever, uh, bronc mode, whatever it is. So I think the first thing to do is to be aware that before this is getting getting a bit technical, Nick. So you can you, you can shut me up if it's getting too technical. You do it. You're doing well so far. Thank you. So always be aware that that prior to any thought is an emotion. You know, we never have thoughts without emotions happening first. They might be happy, they might be welcoming, they might be confident, but there'll always be an emotion. Um, before we have any sort of thought. So let's start looking at, at, it, at what's going on on, on on an emotional level. So if we're thinking, you know, I can't do this, I'm scared, I'm worried, it went wrong last time, people laughed at me, whatever. There's, there's an emotion going on beforehand. And um, in, in, in quite simple but quite fun terms, you've got two different parts of the brain that are operating here. You've got a thing called the amygdala. And the amygdala is like the sentry on the battlements of the castle. So the amygdala is there scanning for threats the whole time. And if if you start to feel worried, scared, anxious, can't do, the amygdala is going, danger, 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 danger. There is a major threat out there. And the amygdala... The, 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 the sentry on the battlement is an incredibly powerful part of the brain because the amygdala can stop information getting through to the king of the castle. And the king of the castle, ignore this once I've said it, it's called the prefrontal cortex, blah, 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 ignore that. Um, and this part of the brain is all about rational thought, control, logic, planning things out, doing things. So if you're already emotional, if the if the amygdala is, is firing like mad, that will stop rational thought happening. So this is what tends to happen in the brain. We start to feel um, difficult emotions and we, we've all 
or perhaps many of us have either uh, been in a situation where we've been about to write the dressage test, it's gone out of our head. Or we're about to to, to jump around a course of jumps, there are eight jumps, we, we know, the, we know the, uh, the order of the jumps, we forget them. And that's because, um, you know, our emotions are so high that, that we've gone even beyond black and white thinking to not even thinking at all. So, so really, when we want, to, we want to think more effective riding, we've, we, we've got to start on the emotional level. We've got to start with how do we, how do we convince our, our, our sentry, our amygdala, that there is no threat and that the king of the castle um, can take control and can make um, you know, clear and, and rational thoughts? So I guess, um, should, should, should we start there, Nick? Should we start yeah, and I think also about- it's from, from a riding point of view, from a physical riding point of view, putting put my instructor hat on rather than my radio person running a podcast hat on. That's when you start tensing up in the saddle. That's when you start transmitting the feel down the range to the horse of alert, alert, something's going on. And the horse goes, what, 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 that over there, that, that's a leaf, it dared to move. Ah! And then you go flying around the warmer ring in working buck. You know, and there are, people will say, no, that doesn't how it does. That's exactly how it works. A lot of the times when I'm teaching clients that are nervous on horses, they've had a bad experience in the past or they've brought a crazy racehorse from Ireland and then come to me and gone, please help, I can't handle this. Um, you know, a lot of it is they're just saying to the horse, help and the horse can't help because it doesn't know how to you know so a lot of this a lot of the time i'm distracting people with a bit of a sense of humor and all of a sudden they find themselves doing something because you've taken the guard down so yeah let's start unpacking that and picking that one to pieces shall we and and you're you're absolutely right that that if 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 we laugh we're in a low level of emotional arousal i.e we can't be laughing and highly stressed at the same time so so laughter is, is, is brilliant, you know. Um, so, you know, pick a, a great riding instructor who is going to tell you jokes, it's going to make you laugh. Um, think about things that make you laugh before you get on. Have friends around you, whatever. Other, there are a couple other things that we can do that are really helpful just to bring down those emotions. Um, one is do this before you ride, do this while you're riding. Just simply breathe out for longer than you're breathing in. So very consciously bring out, breathe out for at least one and a half times the length of the in-breaths and try and make the whole thing, you know, reasonably slow. If we breathe fast, we end up hyperventilating, which is not good, which is very likely to get your horse galloping off into the sunset. So we start to think about, you know, there are, there are two, two, um, two ways of doing this that I've, I've learned which are really helpful. Either think in seconds, think about trying to breathe in for four seconds and out for six seconds, works. Or think of it as 7-Eleven, which is quite nice because it reminds you of the, you know, the, the shop that's open from 7-Eleven. Um, so breathe into the count of seven, out to the count of 11. That seems incredibly fast. Um, or in, in, incredibly fast. In fact, that seems incredibly long, doesn't it? Incredibly slow. Count to seven and out to 11. But we are talking about doing it really, really quickly. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 
and then we go at that sort of speed. So, so either four, six breathing, four in, six out, seven in, 11 out breathing will immediately um, calm you down. And that's because, just very, very briefly, the, the, the psychology, the neuroscience behind it, it's because we have our autonomic nervous system has two bits, has the sympathetic, which is all to do with uh, movement and decision and action and doing stuff. And that's when we breathe in. So when we breathe in, we're activating the sympathetic nervous system. When we breathe out, it's the parasympathetic. It's the let things go, relax, be chilled. So you, you want to have that one longer than the than the in-breathing one. Does that make sense, Nick? Have I explained that? It does that. Do you know what? Even to my dodgy instructor brain, as a, as a complete simpleton, that, that makes a lot of sense, you know. And I think it's probably got to be said that horse people as well in general, let's be honest, we, we don't do much rational thinking. We strap ourselves to a half-ton flight animal and just stick with our life. <laughs> so a lot of people say that's a pretty irrational thing to do. But anything that will help us is better. And, I, you know, I've tried that in the past, the breathing thing, and it does work. People go, oh, no, it's a, that's a load of old claptrap is the favourite thing I hear. No, no and it actually, isn't. Yeah, and the other thing that, that the breathing does is if you do that when you get on your horse, you're not thinking. You're not thinking about, you know, can I ride a half pass today? Can I jump one meter 20? You know, is my horse that's terrified of walls going to go over a wall today? Uh, a wall that you want it to go over. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you've clarified that one because half the stuff that I ride, it'll just go over any wall. Um, so actually, if we get on and we do some of this breathing, it takes all our attention away from things that might go wrong and we're focusing on just doing the breathing and you can even you know do it out loud do it in a sing-song way get your instructor to count when you do a bit of rising trot whatever whatever it is it it, it it takes the the attention away from this this sort of this this worry and this 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 can't do stuff it's a tool um, i use a lot distraction it's not just the breathing i mean yeah. i will sing a funny song at the rider and i don't know if you ever heard me sing but that's the reason it rains during a lot of my lessons so if you've got an indoor that, that's the way forward but sometimes I'll even get the rider to sing because they're calming themselves down, distracting themselves from whatever it is that's going on in their head that's screaming at them that it's all going to go wrong. And all of a sudden, things just, just happen and you, you don't see it as a rider. You know, the instructor sees it from the ground. Maybe if you've got mirrors, you might see it, but you'll feel it. And, and yeah. again, you know, if, if all you're feeling is stress and you're all clamped up and stressed out, you're not going to feel what the horse is doing. You're not going to ride properly. It's as simple yeah. as that. Yeah, I remember the very, very first time, years and years and years ago, um, I actually went round um, a decent size course of jumps. And for me, decent size is about you know, 75, 80 centimetres. Two foot six. Um, that's about it. And um, and the instructor said, and I just said, I can't do this. I can't go all the way around it. I'm going to forget the course. And the instructor said, I want you just to sing the days of the week to whatever whatever tune you like, really, really, really loudly. I want to hear every single day of the week. So I went round, sang the days of the week, probably went through about four or five times going around this course, and it worked. And it worked because my my attention was distracted into this ridiculous song and the days of the week and my instructor hearing. And so the tune stuff. of what, dare I ask, Joe? Uh, I have honestly can't remember. It was probably oh. back in the eighties, so it was probably something by Altered Images. Maybe it was Happy Birthday or I Can Be Happy or something <laughs> like that. At least you got good taste in music. Thank you. 
So yeah, so the breathing, breathing comes first and anything that will distract you, absolutely. So singing is great, um, laughter is great. Now that here, here are three little exercises that, um, that are really good for, 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 for distracting the brain. Um, and I teach these for people all the time and I, I used one of these actually after I had a really horrible fall and was a bit nervous getting on again and it just immediately I was fine off cantering again so one of them is um that you that you you count backwards from a hundred in threes and you haven't got to go all the way down to one but you count back in threes which is actually quite difficult for people who aren't hugely mathematical because there's no nice pattern as there is if there are fives or, or twos or even fours um I once did this with a with a, with a ten year old, and he went that's easy, and he went from a hundred down to one in probably about fourteen seconds. And I went, wow, how did you do that? Oh, because I'm 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 the best in the school at math, so that was obviously not the best activity for him because it was too easy. But for most people, counting back from a hundred and threes is brilliant because it really does engage the brain and takes it all away from from the stress. Um, so that's one of them. Um, and, and another one that you can have your your instructor ball at you, um, like we ball. Instructors never shout. Yeah, so no, and, and sort of can possibly sing this at you. So you definitely um, don't want that either. But come on, says, um, name five things you can see. Name four things you're physically feeling at them. Physically feeling. So we don't go terror, butterfly, nerves, but. Five, four things you can physically feel at the moment, like my boots are too tight, you know, my underwear is ridden up inside my jumpers, whatever it is. Um, three things I can hear. Um, so there's the obvious one, you know, there's my horse's hooves, whatever the surface is. There's somebody calling in the background, help, my horse's escape, or somebody catch it. Blah, blah, blah. Um, then there's two things I can smell and possibly one thing I can taste. And the one thing I can taste is vaguely searching in your mouth for something that you ate at breakfast that you've forgotten to to, 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 to brush your teeth after. Mm, so um, so that, that's a good one. But the one that worked for me when I was very anxious coming back into riding um, after my broken bits had healed and my concussion had gone away when I'd, when I'd fallen off, um, the one that worked for me that literally cleared my my brain in an instant was to do a little bit like an I spy game so you simply say how many things can I see which are obvious color would be green uh, probably going to be able to see some greenery from where you're riding can I see that is brown normally brown stuff around brown horse brown brown ground whatever it is and then you go through a series of different colors and you name you name all the things you can see of those colors and once you've gone through, most people, once you've gone through six or seven different colours, you will notice that any anxiety has has just gone away. And then you can start to focus on the, the rational thinking of, you know, this is okay. Um, so as, as soon as the the difficult emotions have, 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 have died down, the rational brain can start kicking in, the rational brain is going, is making a, a, a connection, it's going, actually, this riding malarkey is okay, because I'm not feeling anxious, and therefore, we start going from there. 
And if you if you take that level of concentration, you know, things you can feel as well. If you're having, you know, you can use that as a tool to take you a little bit further in the riding side of things as well. Because as an instructor, obviously, what we're looking for is you to be able to feel what the horse is doing and understand why it's doing it, change the how it feels, change how the horse is going, improve its way of going. You can start to use that to concentrate on what the horse is doing and learn to develop that feel. So actually, you subconsciously later on know what the moves, the actions, whatever's going on underneath you feels like. Because actually, that's a highly important part of riding. So it's not just sort of, it, it's not just fixing what's going on in your head, but you can also use that as a tool to develop riding skills for later on, such as feel. So yeah, it works really well. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, Nick. Good. I think we've we've unpacked that one a fair old bit. That's probably enough to install in our minds for now. Okay. Episode three, we'll explore a little more what's going on. Um, it's called I Can't and why you can this is where you walk up to the horse you get on it and for whatever reason or even before you get on it and you you just clamp up and go no not doing it i can't joe's got some tools for that too she's good like that <laughs> thanks mate we'll explore that in the next episode equilibrium with joe cullen and nick fox is a pod bod original production for flourishing.org.uk and the freelance groom.com <laughs>